Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are going to be talking about Shithouse, a new movie that is out on VOD. It is written and directed by Cooper Rafe and starring Cooper Rafe, and it is a very sweet unique original take on college life and the changes that uh that happen when you go to college and uh have a little trouble fitting in which i think is a theme that a lot of people can relate to including my guest on the episode jason harris we get into a little bit of our own experiences as well as of course talking puzzle pieces and what movies we thought this uh this movie shithouse reminded us of so we got a great conversation coming up for you, and uh, I want to remind you, as always, before we get into that, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together, wherever it is you listen to podcasts, and of course, rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser, and follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies here on the show, and, uh, you know, this is now December this month is going to be completely insane. As at the time of this recording, I am attempting to schedule all of the episodes that I'm hoping to squeeze in before the end of the year. There's going to be so much podcast coming your way, so uh, make sure you're subscribed so that way you catch them all. But uh, we're we're going to be covering a lot of stuff. I already have four episodes in the can ready to go up, but uh, I've got a whole bunch more planned to record, and hopefully we can get them all in. So. Thank you, everybody who's been listening, all the feedback we've been getting. Really appreciate it, and, you know, just want to keep doing this into the new year. So, thank you, and I am looking forward to this conversation, because uh, Shithouse is a movie that you should definitely go check out. Again, it's on VOD right now, and uh, we're going to talk about it now. So, this is the conversation with Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year about Shithouse. All right, back with us again. We've got Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year to talk about Shit House. How's it going, Jason? Dave, it is good. Things are fine. I'm very glad. I'm very glad that it's so good. I'm looking forward to uh, spending some time with you talking about a movie today. How do you How do you feel about that? I mean, Dave, it would. You know, it it's gonna feel like the first time all over again. There is definitely no way we have recorded three podcasts right before this, and we're just coming out on fumes on this one. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about you, but I am I'm spent right now. But I am uh, very much looking forward to talking about this movie, though. I uh, This one kind of came out of nowhere. I know you recommended it. I know I had seen your cohort, Josh Bell's review on it, and he seemed to really like it as well. And so that's why I watched it, because of you guys. And I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to it. I, too, watched it because of Josh. And Josh loves receiving credit. So here you go, buddy. Thanks, Josh <laughs> Bell. You recommended it. You're the best. We're the worst. You're very good looking. We are not handsome at all. You are very smart. And we are stupid. That's all from Happy Gilmore, Josh. <laughs> So, uh, let's, let's talk about Shithouse some. Uh, so, had you heard anything about this before him, or no? I had seen the preview, and then I, there's been so much that's come out that, like, um, I forgot about it. But it interested me. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, um, it's this movie made by a 23-year-old about, uh, I'm guessing, a lot of it's autobiographical. His experiences yeah. in college in Southern California, not... Uh, adapting well and kind of falling for a woman who uh, you know uh, shows affection but but is not falling for him beyond kind of uh you know physical nature or uh you know hey let's hook up when it's convenient type nature and it's about him and is is he going to stay in college is he going to go home and go to college back in dallas and uh yeah what a what a lovely i mean doesn't sound lovely but it's a lovely film (laughs) Right. It doesn't sound lovely because, I mean, those are a lot of things that a lot of people have to go through when it, when it comes to, you know, dealing with big changes like college and oh, stuff like that. Did you, Dave, so, when you went to college? So, some, some of the above. Uh, did, did you have a stuffed animal with you when you went to college, Jason? I don't think I did, but I was so depressed that I left college after two years. I ended up graduating on time. I, I was living out here in Vegas at the time, went to Boston University left did a year at UNLV and then finished at BU on time but um I definitely and I had I have good memories of college but I definitely missed a lot of the college experience and I don't know had I gone to any of like the traditional big sports schools or anything I was just so depressed when I got to college I think maybe it would have done me better to have taken a year off before I started so I could have really immersed myself in college yeah, that makes sense because, yeah, I mean, that, that's something they don't really uh, push on people, but it's something that a lot of people probably should do. Where did you go to college? I went to UNLV. Um, I I went for about seven years and still haven't graduated. Oh, boo. So. And you lived at home. You had no reason to be depressed at all. We had completely yeah. opposite experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had fun while I was there. So. Yeah, it's kind of tough because, like we said, this is all about him adapting and uh, he's having a tough time and, you know, college depresses him. I was already depressed when I got to college, so that made it even tougher. So. You had a leg up on on, on that experience. Uh, um. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, why don't we get into some puzzle pieces here? What do you got for your first piece for Dave, Dave, Dave. Okay. Well, when I think of great movies where a guy and a girl connect and uh, a large portion of the film is just those two spending a night together, talking, exploring, learning about each other. I start with Before Sunrise. And I could have picked any of the Before Trilogy, but I think you got to start with Before Sunrise. Uh, Still one of my favorite uh, trilogies, one of my favorite movies. And I think we see its influence uh, in all movies like this. 
Yeah, absolutely. It was on my list as well. And uh, not to nitpick too you know, early on with the movie, but I think to me, the weakest part is the ending. I wish it had left things open a little bit more. And then not that we necessarily would have gotten a sequel, but I would love to see more of these people, you know, uh, just like with those movies. So, Dave, let me ask you a question. This is a spoiler if you guys don't want it. So a lot of this takes place over one night and then it kind of transitions into like an overtime thing. Mm-hmm. Are you saying you just didn't like the ending ending or did you not like the overtime portion of this film? I mean, the ending ending. I, I like after that first day, I like when things, you know, aren't really going great for him and all that. I just don't like where it eventually ends up with the kind of almost tacked on feeling happy ending. Like, let's wrap this up. with Yeah, a I do think we could get a sequel of that, though. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're both you know, after college living together, whatever it is. So, um, but I think that's a fair criticism, Dave. All right. Well, I will go on to my first piece then. Uh, and that is another movie about someone being, uh, kind of stuck somewhere new that just feels very foreign to them and getting through it by connecting with someone else that's lost in translation with Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray uh, and they are, of course, in a very real foreign place, being in Japan, but uh, in this, we're just going away to college. It feels foreign. It feels new. It feels completely different for the main character, and he gets through it by finally connecting with someone, and that kind of opens up his college experience for him. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie since the first time I saw it, which was probably in theaters, and I have a very, you know... Uh, I respect Sofia Coppola a lot. Some of her stuff I like a lot, but a lot of it I'm just like, man, make something happen in your movie. And I kind of <laughs> felt like uh, Lost in Translation, not enough happened. But I feel like I owe that a revisit, and um, I think I'd probably feel different about it this time. I feel some people might think that about this movie that we're talking about, Shithouse. I, yeah. I feel it's definitely one of those movies, and while I loved it for what it is, um, I, I feel some people might be a little turned off once they you know, go to watch it and come to find that like 45 minutes of the movie are just these people talking. Well, I like a lot of movies like that, to be honest with you, as you know, yeah. Before Sunrise indicates. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, uh, what do you got for your next one? Well, Dave, uh, so the title Shithouse refers to a a house of, I guess, is it athletes or it's a cool person's house at the college? Yeah. And there's a party tonight at at Shithouse, at the Shithouse, right? So I was thinking of the great party movies um, and, you know, some movies that take place over one evening, and I was thinking about this age bracket, and uh, I went just a year earlier than college to senior night of high school and can't hardly wait. We see more mm. characters, but at the same time, we have that uh, long, lustful yearning that the main character has here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, these are, you know, emotional college-age people, and uh, yeah, there, there's definitely just a great tradition of... of so many party movies, like one night party movies that, you know, you could kind of like dig into. And I think that's a, that's a great one to, uh, to choose for that kind of a movie. Thank you, Dave. That is why I chose it. There you go. Speaking of the title, um, I know there's only a couple of sections of the party scenes in this movie, but still I went with animal house for a puzzle piece because it's named after 
the party house where the party scenes happen. <laughs> so I just thought that that would fit pretty well there. Um, and the party scenes in this movie are pretty damn fun and, uh, you know, lit as these kids might say. Uh, but you know, that's not much of the movie though. No, it's an important piece of the movie and it kind of moves along, um, to the next plot points. Like it, it definitely means something to the movie. I'd say. Absolutely. By the way, the uh, the stand-up comedian roommate, I, I'm very much curious how you felt about him. I I would hate him very much. <laughs> that seems like a worst-case scenario roommate situation. Varsity athlete who's always drunk, who uh, turned, their, turned their dorm room into a shithouse, literally. Yeah. He crapped himself. I, I did not like my college roommate. At one point, he argued to me, why Hitler was such a good leader. So mm. yeah, it's not okay. the best. So that's an interesting one right there. Yeah, I'm wow. sure he's got stories about me. None like that though. So yeah. <laughs> so, um, All right. What do you have for your next piece? Dave, you know, let's stick with this kind of college movie motif that you set down for us, Dave. And um, mm. this is a great movie that I could watch every year. It's Noah Baumbach's first movie, Kicking and Screaming, about, and it's kind of like this in reverse. It's about people who are graduating college and don't know what they're going to do with the rest of their lives. Like they're adapting to that next step, which became such mm -hmm. a huge genre in the 90s. And um, it's, it's great. It's a great movie. I love it. Have you seen it? No, it's one of those. I actually own it. And I've never actually watched it. Uh, it's one of those movies I've always wanted to watch because oh. I do like a lot of his stuff. Well, if only you had time sitting at yeah. home watching movies all your life to actually go and sit and watch it. Yeah, you would think. Ugh. You would think, wouldn't you? <laughs> but hey, you know what movie I did watch? Shit House. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I do like that puzzle piece though, because yeah, I mean, there's so many different stages in, in, you know, young people's lives of where you're just kind of like lost trying to move on to the next thing. And so in this case, it's, you know, moving, the next thing is college. And in that case, it's after college. So I, I think that that's an interesting piece and definitely a good one. Uh, I'm going to go for my next piece. I'm going to combine two TV shows into one piece here. And this has to do with the main character, Alex, played by Cooper Rafe. I believe is how you pronounce his name. Uh, he's also the writer-director of the movie. And he's a very interesting character that I don't think we've seen before somebody like this exactly on screen. But the two like closest things I could think of were uh, Paul Rust in uh, Judd Apatow's Love series and Adam Scott in Party Down. And just like this kind of character who's kind of out of place. He's he's kind of dorky, but also kind of cool and, and fun. He just has trouble fitting in. But then once he is in with a crowd, he is very personable and people like him once he's in. And it's a certain kind of shyness that I think a lot of people can relate to. But it's uh, it's difficult to kind of put a finger on other characters that have kind of related that yeah he's sensitive in a very um extroverted way you know yeah exactly and um i love party down and i love adam scott and i love season one especially of party down although i think it kind of has a perfect ending in season two mm -hmm. uh love was a tough one i watched the first season and i didn't dislike it 
But I, I just, you know, at the end of that season, he's like, uh, he has two of like the most beautiful women in the world fighting over him. And I was <laughs> like, where is this coming from? You know, I just didn't buy into that at all. And so I didn't watch the next two seasons, should I? I think so. I honestly think that that series kind of acts as the best thing Judd Apatow has been involved in in the last few years. But, I mean... Yeah, we could talk about that. Uh, Hey, Dave, you know what else would have been a good Judd Apatow piece is his uh, one-season college kind of angsty comedy, Freaks and Geeks. That would have been a good piece there. That's actually a very good point. Yeah, definitely could uh, could include that in with those. Definitely. Okay. So what do you, what do you got next? Okay, this one I think really hits it for me. So, and again, you know, watch the movie. We're gonna spoil a few things here. So he hooks up with this woman. Uh, here's a here's a gripe I had with it. It's it's his RA, right? It's a resident advisor. So she lives yeah. on the floor and they said they've been living there for like six months or whatever. Right. It's not the first day of school year, you know, but mm. um, she still doesn't know his name. And like, that's kind of a requirement of a resident advisor to know your resident's name. So that one, that kind of bothered me, but they hook up and now he thinks like, Oh, we're going to get breakfast burritos together and we're going to hang out. And she totally like cold shoulders him. And then she sees that he's having fun without her and pays attention. And then she cold shoulders him again. And he's got all these expectations where the reality is different. So that immediately took me to the brilliant expectations versus reality sequence of 500 Days of Summer, which I think Mm. you could argue this movie shares a lot of common themes with. Yeah, absolutely. That's a movie I saw back when it first came out, and it's been a while. I really should go back and rewatch it because it comes up so often on this podcast. Like, Mm. it's been a puzzle piece so many times and I, you know, it seems like it was pretty damn influential for a lot of the people making like young people kind of movies right now. I think so. In the same way where we mentioned like before sunrise and kicking and screaming and the, the, you know, and clerks and that kind of mid nineties thing. And then you go back to the eighties and, you know, we're talking about all those high school movies with the John Hughes characters and, you know, everything like that. So I'd say so, Dave. Yeah. Speaking of clerks, that's my next puzzle piece. Um, So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, these people, they just really feel fresh and they feel like very real. I don't really know exactly what uh, young people who are, you know, in their freshman year of college right now are even really like, because I don't talk to young people ever really but i i assume it's very much like this and there's a lot of uh characteristics of them that i just found uh interesting and funny and i I just felt like it really painted a good picture of of what young people are like right now yes but if it didn't you wouldn't know anyway so that is Um, absolutely right but no i i did think it felt very honest and very real so and the next movie i'm going to mention is one that people backlashed because they didn't because they said it didn't feel real but it was a phenomenon at the time and as opposed to someone going away and becoming depressed like our main character here this is a story about someone who was depressed and has to go home and his depression continues but of course he meets a woman perhaps the ideal manic pixie dream girl that takes him on an adventure and that is garden state Zach Braff. I bet you if I watched it, I'd still like it. I don't know why all their backlash was there. 
I actually did rewatch it earlier this year, and I think it holds up quite a bit. And definitely, I could see that being a good puzzle piece for this movie. Uh, it, it definitely comes from that same kind of thing. And it has exactly what I was just talking about with Clerks as well, where it just feels like uh, it's like a perfect picture of young people at that very specific moment in time. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why everyone backlashed against it, but whatever. People just don't like Zach Braff is what it comes down to. It's so crazy because you remember when that came out, it was like he's going to be the next, you know, a, a Bombac would be a good example, right? Or someone like sure. that, well, uh, Wes Anderson type, you know, and um, that really hasn't happened. Steady has a podcast where he and Donald Faison go over <laughs> episode by episode of, uh, of Scrubs, which is a good show. I haven't listened to it, but I bet it's pretty. No, I haven't listened to the podcast. I just like Scrubs, but I'm sure the podcast is good too. Yeah, I should rewatch Scrubs and then listen to the podcast. And then you could rewatch Saved by the Bell and listen to the Mark Paul Gossler Saved by the Bell one. Same thing. First, I should watch Cricking and Screaming though. Please. <laughs> so I don't have any more puzzle pieces. I I was trying to think though of a movie. I know it's something I've seen before, like like something certain filmmakers do of where these scenes just kind of don't end, and just all of a sudden you're into the next scene. I don't know if you had anything like that in mind. Boogie Nights comes to my head right away. Int- you know, interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those movies where like one thing bleeds into the next and everything, you know. So yeah, um, we've talked about some of that in uh, awesome movie, or I think with some Woody, Woody Allen stuff and those movie yeah. masters where there's like action going one way, and as they cross, the action comes back the other way. So, but yeah, uh, yeah I think that would be that one. Boogie Nights really was the first thing that came into my mind, and I think that's a good example of that, right? Yeah, I like it. That definitely fits for that. Do you have any other pieces? That's it, Dave. I kept it to five because I don't like the uh, physical abuse you give me when I go over. (laughs) Well, uh, everyone listening at home, it's 100% true. So let's do the finished puzzle. And uh, we'll get into some closing thoughts here. So we, of course, talked about the Before Sunrise and that trilogy because that was the first thing that came to mind for me, and I imagine it was for you. Do you have a favorite of those three? Do I have a favorite of those three? I mean, I haven't watched that. I haven't rewatched them. I watched them each as they came out. So it's been a long time. Uh, I loved the third one. I thought it was great. And obviously, as the most recent I've seen, the first one was so damn good. Like, I don't know. It would probably be the first or the third. It's interesting because the second is my favorite. Before Sunset, is it? I think, is perfect. And I love Before Sunrise. So if for them to top that was like, how did you do that? So, yeah. You know what we should do, actually? Uh, I should rewatch all three of those, and then you and I should do a Missing Pieces episode. Um, I would love to rewatch the Before Trilogy. I, I used to watch it uh, at least the first two every year, because I think yeah. as a writer, they're like as good as, like, if you're writing like indie romantic stuff, like, you don't get better than that. So yeah, I would just watch them just to be like, oh, yeah, this is what you want to strive for. And um Stop failing with your life, Jason. You horrible. He's Worst. terrible, that guy. Go call well, employment. <laughs> that's something to look forward to maybe in 2021. <laughs> so anyway, the uh, Before Trilogy, Lost in Translation, Can't Hardly Wait, Animal House, Kicking and Screaming, Party Down, Love and Freaks and Geeks, 500 Days of Summer, Garden State, and Boogie Nights. 
So, uh, Jason, do you have any other thoughts about this movie that we didn't quite get to within those pieces? Yeah, um, you know, we just talked about kind of these moving masters in uh, uh, Woody Allen movies. Um, hey, one thing I really liked is, and this might have been budgetary, but he sets the camera and lets, like, these long shots play where, like, a lot of stuff happens as far as, like, a lot of dialogue just happens in one shot, and it's, like, mm-hmm. um, you would think he would be cutting the close-ups and this and that, and, like I said, maybe it's uh, they only had a certain time or a certain budget where they couldn't get all the coverage, but it really worked. It was a good movie. I mean, this kid's 23. Like, this is maybe the best young filmmaker's film I've seen since uh, eighth grade, I'd say. Right, yeah, I mean, that's a fantastic movie. Um yeah, I, I think he's got definitely got an interesting style. And like you said earlier about like the masters, like, you know, it definitely it has that kind of a confidence, I think, like to be able to, uh, you know, stick to those shots for a long time. And then like we talked about also just and then just just like that, move on to the next thing. Like, like, yeah, we're good. Let's move. Um, it, it just definitely, I think, shows a lot of confidence for a first time filmmaker. Um so I, I'm interested to see what he does next, definitely. Um, and also, I thought the rest of the cast was great. I mean, the, the girl who plays Maggie, uh, Dylan Galula, uh, the mom was fantastic. I mean, it, everyone in this is really just doing great work, I think. There's a scene where he calls home to talk to the... He's very close with his mom and his sister. And there's a scene where he kind of has to uh, tell them why he has to change the parameters of their relationship and like yeah they all know he's right but it all it hurts them all and like i i teared up at that scene he got me there yeah for sure i mean that and it's like yeah i mean this kid he really he needs to make that change if he's gonna move forward and it's just difficult for everybody involved yeah no that's great it's very very real and very great um, well, awesome. I think that that about does it for this movie. Uh, really great movie. Um, Jason, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? You know, Dave, I'm going to recommend a documentary today because I don't think we've talked a lot about documentaries uh, lately a lot. Have we, Dave? Yeah, we have. We're going to. All right. Well, <laughs> one of my favorites this year was uh, Boy State which uh, mm. has a whole... Did you watch that? I did. We actually did a crossover Bird Road episode on it. Oh, well, uh, I'm glad I didn't listen. Anyway, <laughs> one of my go. favorites this year is Boys State. Make sure you watch that and listen to the crossover Bird Road podcast. <laughs> <sighs> Speaking of other podcasts that I'm involved <laughs> with... Uh, Jason, what's going on with you and your podcast? Uh, my podcast is still going. Don't know how, don't know why. Seems like it should have died a long time. No, we love awesome movie year. It's really fun. And we love all of you listening and giving your feedback, telling us why, uh, we're dumb idiots, uh, which is fair. And, uh, right now, and Dave, let's assume you're going to put this episode out sometime in the next few weeks, maybe. Right. So then we're still in the middle of, uh, season six, 1984. And uh, 1984 is a great season, and it's got a lot of big blockbusters and a few movies you don't know about. So uh, check it out. Give us your feedback. There you go. Awesome movie here. Everybody check it out. Jason, as always, thank you so much for being here. This is uh, you've been on a lot of piecing it together lately. Am I am I making up for uh, kicking you off for so many so many long episodes? I am only trying to give your audience what they are clamoring for, what they demand. You know, mm-hmm. they say, Dave, 
have that guy Jason on again and again. And I say, Dave, I got other things to do. And I, and then you say, but Jason, I get all these emails and DMs. People are sliding into my DMs saying mm. they need they need you on the show again. And I say, Dave, I can't I can't let them down. I have responsibility. I, lo- I love that they refer to you as that guy, Jason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking for a new podcast? Check out the Infectious Groove podcast. My name is Russ, and I host the show along with Michelle and Kyle. Every Monday, the three of us bring you music news and tell you our jammy jams, so you'll always have new music to check out. The Infectious Groove podcast discusses music from nearly every decade and genre while openly displaying our passion for music you need to hear. On top of that, we have a thought-provoking main topic of discussion every week to get you thinking, discussing, and sharing music. We also include interviews with the music stars of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. Subscribe and listen to the Infectious Groove podcast on your favorite podcast platform today. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about shithouse. Uh, I, I feel like in the intro, I said the word shithouse a lot, like at least six times. So that, that's the last time for now. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say it again shithouse anyway uh thank you so much for listening as always uh, really appreciate all the feedback we've been getting on the show lately uh, it seems like a lot of new people are listening so if you're enjoying what we're doing here we'd love to hear from you you can of course rate and review us over on apple Podcasts or Podchaser, but you could also just get in touch uh you know follow us on social media at piecing pod join the facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces or just email me through the website piecingpod.com I, I love hearing from people who listen to the show. I like to hear what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to join me for an episode, there are plenty of movies coming out that I'm going to need co-hosts for. So definitely get in touch. I, I would love to hear from you all. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Also, we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, which combines content from this podcast as well as Jason's podcast Awesome Movie Year and my music career my my albums and my music that I put out under the name David Rosen so uh, lots of great content over on the Patreon it's patreon.com slash by David Rosen it's the produced by David Rosen Patreon uh, go check that out we've got a we've got a handful of subscribers right now and if we get some more we're gonna make the time to make a whole lot more content so uh the more people the better more people the more stuff we're gonna make so go check that out and uh yeah that does it for this episode i was gonna say this week but uh like i said we're squeezing these things in there's definitely gonna be two episodes a week this month uh which is a lot of work but uh, what could I say? I enjoy doing it. But yeah, so we will be back Friday with another episode, I think on jujitsu. I got to check how the scheduling is going to work out. But uh, yeah, I think we're doing that Nicolas Cage movie jujitsu next, uh, which is absolutely ridiculous, but had a fun time talking about it. So uh, let's close this one out with a piece of music like I always do. And I think I'm going to go with something off my new album, David Rosen. And let's see, what should I play? I'm going to go with the track September from the new album, David Rosen. 
uh, I don't know, is September when school starts back up for, for a semester? I don't know. Am I making that up right now? Is it really August? Uh, it's been so long. I'm so, so far removed from the days of college. I don't remember how the schedules work. So that could be a completely pointless, uh, correlation right there. But, uh, why not? Let's play September for my new album, David Rosen, which is available on iTunes, on Bandcamp, and uh, of course streaming on Spotify and all those services as well. So this is September.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.